0: Welcome back. Episode 16. No cap sports, man. We back to y'all live. And, you know, I was thinking about what the name this episode. Only one name felt right. The Pedro Stoyakovich episode, man. He was on the last Mavericks team. Oh, Nick! God, in he North got Ben more so
1: messed
2: up, bro. <laughs> bro, Nick. Nick. First of all, I'll tell the people. We are all back home in Memphis right now. That's a blessing. Um, me and Nick actually talked about to Stoil Finch recently, which is why I'm very surprised. But uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Vance, because this is a discussion me and Nick had yesterday. Um, number one overall pick. If you had to set the expectations for your number one overall pick in basketball, NBA or NFL, what is the what is the bare minimum you need to be as a number one overall pick to justify that
1: selection? Uh in any sport or just like basketball?
2: We were talking about basketball and
1: football. All right. Well, in basketball, bro. If I need a play made, can I give you the ball? I don't need no secondary player, bro. I need a person mm-hmm. I can give them the ball, they're gonna score, they're gonna make the right pass. LeBron, I can Luca.
2: Do you have like certain accolades or benchmarks they have to achieve? Like, do they have to be all star? Do they need to be like this, that, score a certain amount of points? Like,
1: mm-hmm. just flat out, if I give you the ball, I think you're gonna score. Okay. Just like if Luca gets the ball, you think he's gonna make a play. If LeBron gets the ball, you think he's gonna make a play. It's uh, it's probably about what, maybe fifteen players like that in the NBA right now. That's true. Do you think Andrew Wiggins is one of them? <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. He did carry. Yeah, he the second. He been he been with the what the third best player in the Warriors.
0: That's fact.
1: Better than Clay. I mean, it's like it's Steph Curry. Sometimes he's better than Poole. I mean, he low. So do you think Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, is- he,
0: he more consistent than Poole. That's
1: you know what I'm saying. He's like, oh, he's Poole. twenty points
2: every night. But Poole is going out and getting them. He, Wiggins is getting his off of kickouts
0: and hard closing. He's getting them. He's getting them either way. So you'll trust him.
2: you trust Andrew Wiggins to get a bucket over Jordan Poole. Right? I, I trust him to guard the other team's best player. Would What'd you? you just say, though? No. You just said, go get a bucket. That's what he been doing. But you'll trust Wiggins over Jordan Poole. To do
1: what? Get a bucket. Mm, it depends, no. bro. It really depends. I, I Some days Jordan Poole is it gonna give you ten points. Some days he's gonna give you thirty. And Wiggins
2: yeah. does the same thing. And Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins is gonna, gonna
0: give you eighteen no matter. He's Wiggins.
2: Wiggins. Wiggins been the second best. No, nah, that's the That was something I wanted to uh, to point to, to to bring up to you. So that was I thought you would side with me. You know, like, I mean, bro,
1: I don't like Jordan. I, I hate the Warriors. Like, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't care who wins the finals. I just don't want them to win. We got a seventy-five percent chance, sir.
0: So to start the episode, man, we got to talk about it, bro is beef in college football right now. And guess who started it all? Everybody's favorite head coach, Nick Saban. Well, he's not my favorite, but you know, being from down south, everybody loves Nick Saban, bro. So anyway, anyway, all this started over NIL stuff. Saban had, you know, a number of comments to make kind of through Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher and Jackson State and Deion Sanders under the bus uh, concerning their implementation of NIL rules. So if you don't know, Texas A&M has the best recruiting class possibly in the modern recruiting era with five five-star prospects in this year's recruiting class with 20 in the top 150 of the ESPN 300. So you look at that recruiting class, man. Saban has some words to say, bro. He, uh, he doesn't like the lack of structure in college football with the NIL deals. And he alleged uh, that Texas A&M bought every player on their team echoing the sentiment that Lane Kiffin said earlier when he said that uh, Texas A&M was going to incur a luxury tax with their team. So in this whole press conference, statements going off, talking about NIL, talking about how it's being abused, how there's no structure. And like I said, he also threw Jackson State under the bus, saying that uh, Jackson State paid a guy $1 million last year who was a really good Division I football player to come to the school and talked about how it was posted everywhere and things like that. And he also threw some shots Miami's way, Talking about how Miami bring it, was bringing in a guy to hoop, and they gave him four hundred thousand dollars. So, talking to you guys, man, what do y'all think about this whole drama in college football to start off with? Saving versus Fisher and saving versus Sanders and saving versus the world, really? I
2: was About to say you said saving versus Miami. I guess was, who's the club Miami saving versus Manny Diaz? I feel like he'll take that. One.
0: Uh, it, it was basketball, Miami. So.
2: Oh, like, saving for Jim Larranega. I think I think he might be over for three actually. It was shocking. Obviously, a lot of people were shocked by, it, especially considering the source. You feel know what I'm saying? I don't think Nick Saban is unfamiliar with the concept of using money to acquire players. You feel know what I'm saying? Um, I understand why he feels that way because you know, as we all know, Alabama has had a pretty secure vice grip on recruiting and really college football in general for the past at least half decade, if not more. Um, so I guess his, what he's his frustration is understandable, but um. It's honestly completely childish, immature, and um, really, like you said, really, really, like you said, when we was together. Like, it's, it's very. Uh, there's no point to it, and it, 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 it's a very bad. Not a very. It is a bad take. What am I trying to say? It's in poor taste. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, Texas a biggest school in Texas. By the way, I would. If I was a five-star player, I would definitely probably try to go an hour outside of Houston versus middle of nowhere Alabama that's one. Texas a highest endowment in the state of Texas as well. So like, I understand what Nick Saban is talking about NIL. These things are like, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of a wild, wild west right now, but uh, this is not like NIL, that just, well, it, is, it was officially recognized very recently, but this the type of thing that Nick Saban is accusing Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders and uh, Jim Lernega are doing, I, like, uh, whoever said, Jimbo Fisher said it. If we if we dug into Nick Saban's path deep enough, I bet we can find all of those things that he accused those other coaches of doing. Albert Me, oh, he wasn't at Alabama yet, but all the guys at Alabama that went to Alabama went on just because they believed in Nick Saban? Come on now. So, um, I understand why he said it, but I ain't going to lie. He's, he's, he's going to catch more hell for saying that because, you know, he just like the bully that, that, that's crying because the little dude hit him for the
1: first time. Like, you can't do that. Man, it's just crazy because really, Jimbo Fisher's is equal. He what he won a national championship at a uh, Florida State. Yeah. He just beat Alabama last season. Yeah, he was still a- his assistant though. Texas A and M beat Alabama. That's a fact. It is. You can't you can't deny. It. And so what I think it comes down to is, I think he he's a hater. Bro.
0: Continue to talk about this, man, this whole back and forth between Jimbo. And saving, I think, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of good for college football, bro, because now yeah. you're getting the superstar coaches and you're giving them, you know what I'm saying, the platform to really pop off. Because, like, you look at Dion, he didn't just respond on social media. He also did an interview with Anscape. Andy hopped on an am Athlete. He wanted to let people know, like, this was so up. I'm not going to play that, you know what I'm saying? And like y'all said, bro, I agree. I think Nick Saban is just kind of starting to realize, like, kids aren't going to come to Alabama just because you're Alabama now. You know what I'm saying? You've been giving these under the table, the covert on top of the table stuff. But looking at some of these deals, bro, I think the main point is, like, the number one rule in the NIL, both state law, NCAA law, and a lot of school law, is you cannot use NIL to entice a player to come to your school. That's the the number one rule. That's the number one rule. I mean, it is, but... in a what way, it, what is it point? not
2: literally? Does it is that not the first thing it does?
0: But I'm saying, in a way, it. no, it's supposed to be once you get there, once you get established, the NIL deals oh. come. Because think about it, you remember when Caleb Williams left Oklahoma? Yeah. The guy in Eastern Michigan was like, Hey, I got a million if you come to Eastern Michigan. But high school
1: schools can get NILs, can they not? What do you mean? Like does Bronny James does he does he not have an NIL deal? He's with PSD, like the underwear, huh?
0: Yeah. You, you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, now you can brand yourself to have those deals. But yeah. those deals cannot determine where you go to school, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: So I, like, even, I think they, uh, Alabama just need to get their booster money up.
0: Anybody can be an mm. Alabama booster. I, you so i sure. 50
1: people.
0: I'm sure the money is there, especially with the success Alabama has had.
2: Like, like Nick said, like, and Nick Saban is out of line for this. And also, one thing I want to add before you keep going, is like, this is actually Nick Saban is like admitting he's still under pressure. You know, like I said, they definitely had a, a grip, not even on football, but specifically recruiting for the past half decade.
0: You know what I'm saying? Kind of continuing this talk of NILs. What do y'all think about the future of NILs and just how it's going to affect the college landscape going forward?
1: I love it, bro. Honestly. Because at this point, at this rate, it's going to get to where more colleges are competitive. Like Alabama is not going to win a natty every year. Clemson's not going to be a national championship game every year. Like in college basketball, you get what, a St. Peter's? There's going to be more yeah. St. Peter's type of schools making the NCAA tournament. Especially, so you had the NIO deal and the transfer portal opening it up like crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: So all you got to do is hoop somewhere, and then you can transfer to another school and get paid just like that.
0: But do you really think it's going to create parity if you got a lot of the big-name guys going to the bigger schools with the bigger pools of money? Do you yeah. think that's still going to create parity?
1: I definitely
2: do. I would have to respectfully disagree. I think what Nick is probably trying to say, too, is that essentially this system that we're headed towards NIL is becoming a system of, you know, the player going to the highest bidder. And there's only a certain contingent of schools that are going to be able to realistically bid on a top 50 guy, top 100 guy, top 150 guy, top 300 guy. Like, do we really think if if NIL, I don't know how far we think it's going to progress. But if we if it essentially becomes a thing to where they, they can give these kids money out open in the front, like Nick Saban saying, I feel like there's no way that a Travis Hunter goes to Jackson State five years from now or whoever the top, top athlete is in class 2020 2032, because I mean I don't know how un undifferent the the wages was, the money was between Alabama and Jackson State, but I guarantee you whatever the difference was, it'll be exponentially exponentially bigger.
1: Next five years. I mean, what what you call it? Uh, but, Saban gets paid more money than Jackson State whole athletic department. Thanks. Know? So I'm saying, like,
2: if okay, Travis Hunter maybe, and I think I read somewhere like his parents with HBCU, like he's he's down for the cause. But like, okay, this fast forward five years, and we say NIL has become even more deregulated. If Nick Saban, like, because I feel like he's already complaining so I feel like he can go, he can go over the top. And Nick Saban offers a guy straight up like three four million dollars. What a, what what other program what other program name me five them programs that can they can go out and offer a no oh, one that, in the that, country that's right?
1: what that's where the transfer portal comes in though. So let's just say you a guy, you playing for Nick Saban, you're not getting all the uh you get you getting paid, but you're not getting the playing time that you want to be over the go pro. That's where you transfer to a smaller school, that's where you transfer to a JSU, you transfer to a University of Memphis. You can transfer. You. Hey, you can transfer to Houston. Yeah, you a can, you. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. got Houston money. I don't know why y'all not ooping. Y'all should have been <laughs> biting the fluff. <club>. <laughs> hey, y'all made it to the uh, the snap. <laughs> My, My bad.
0: Y'all lost. Y'all lost. So uh, really, yeah,
1: y'all made it. Y'all drove the uh, Jackson kick a field goal, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs>
0: but,
1: I mean, it was. Like, on the y'all y'all got a transfer from Louisville. A quarterback, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's
1: don't just talk- it, let's just say it was a uh, nil money. Uh If this was five years down the road.
2: He could have got an NIL deal easily at PV, huh? Yeah, this is true. My- I just feel I'm a bad, you're off, nick. I just feel like, the, like with Travis Hunter, like with the other the other the, the thing that Dion's doing right now. If it becomes to the point to where, like, it should have like an NBA 2K roster. I just fit and plug salary to how good of a player you are. I feel like it puts, like you said, F- HBC, FCS schools at a disadvantage because it's gonna be like people are gonna lose. Oh, my mother, my family went there, or. The stadium is nice, so that tradition is all that shit's gonna go out the window. It's gonna be like, what is the bread talking about? And I, I mean, I don't, I
0: don't like that. I also think, bro, you gotta look at it. You gotta take a step back, bro. You get every year ESPN top three hundred. How many of these kids are actually going to these FCS smaller schools anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the back end of that three hundred, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. that top one hundred and fifty, those are all gonna be F, FBS Power Five guys. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time. You know, you're going to have your instances of a guy and like... Oliver. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, your Travis Hunter, of course. And my thing, back up a little bit. Nick Saban is mad at Travis Hunter. He was never committed to Alabama. Never had interest in Alabama. <laughs> he, was, he was committed to Florida State, decommitted from there, and went to uh, Jackson State. So if anybody should be mad about NIL money, it should be Mike Norvell. But anyway, <laughs> continuing my talk.
2: Thanks.
0: Continue my talk. I think NIL needs to be regulated more. In a way to where kids aren't seeing the big money and saying, oh, let me go get the big money here instead of being here where, where it fits more. You know what I'm saying?
1: Or get have like a, the incentive, you gotta stay here two years or stay yeah. here a year.
0: It's, I mean, like, I don't even think you should put a time limit on it. I just think they should really find a way to enforce the rule of uh, NIL cannot be used to entice a player to go to a specific school.
2: But how do you do what? that though, Nick? How do you I,
0: enforce that rule? I think the way it should be is you can't sign an NIL deal until you've done, like, two weeks of class or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you shouldn't
1: – You go going to talk about it regardless. I mean, I yeah, say, how you, does you, that, you don't how get does,
0: it regardless, but it's, like, just for the optics. You know what I'm saying? There's no way, like, in the case of Travis Hunter, there's no way you commit to Jackson State and then the next day all your – well, the same day all your bar stool all your endorsements come out. Because guess how that looks? Like, oh, he went there. what does that do
1: for high schoolers then?
0: So, like, Mikey Williams. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think
0: if you get in in a bag in high school, that's different. Because a lot of that's unattached. And in the NIL rules, it specifically states, like, the money you make has to be uh, tied not to your athletic performance, not to you choosing to go to a school, not anything. It has to be tied to who you are as a media person, you know what I'm saying, as your personal brand. So, Mikey Williams has been had a brand. Since, you know what I'm saying, ninth grade, whenever he blew up on the hoop scene working with Overtime. So yeah. his personal brand has been making him money outside of college interest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mikey Williams, all those guys in college, I think that has no implications in terms of NCAA. I'm about
2: to say, UCLA, they can't tell him to put none of their deals now because they already had them going into college.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think you would still have to report them, but still, like, uh, high school stuff, I feel like it's separate than, like, I'm being recruited By the school, and these boosters are coming after me, offering me money, stuff like that.
1: So, I mean, you could make it like a dead period. So, like, once you hit your senior year, you can't sign any deals until you get
0: to college. Mm. I I think that's fair, too. I think that's that's a great idea.
2: Let me ask you this when we can move on after this. We know. uh, Let me dance around it because, you know, y'all don't like me getting people in trouble here, but whatever. I guess I'll do it for y'all. Y'all know I have a very well known teammate in high school, very highly recruited. Do I need to elaborate more? Who I'm talking about, or do, you, do nah, I, exactly? Um, there's naive. a yeah, obviously. There's a well-known rumor that a certain school put a significant amount of money in a, a McDonald's bag, and um, that he ended up going to that school. So that's illegal, right? Yeah. With your ruling, how would? How would a situation like that be prevented in your, in your mean, case,
0: Nick? Yet again, you can't prevent it because it's been going on in college football since I don't know when. Before NIL rules were made, you had the bag man, all the stuff, you know what I'm saying, the whole – I want to say the Sports Illustrated did the whole thing detailing the Laramie Tunsil face mask and the bag man, and all the stuff between Ole Miss, Mississippi State and the handling of money by the boosters. That stuff is going to happen. It's hard to regulate because that's like – You know what I'm saying? Simple, hey, what you doing? Come, come meet me for lunch. Oh, I'm gonna give you a bag of money. You know what I'm saying? You can't regulate that. You can try, and you can, uh, you can enforce it on the back end after you hear about it. But there's nothing you can do to enforce it in the moment. You can tell these people not to do it, all of that, but you can't stop it. It's part of college football now. You know what I'm saying? So, so if the story gets out, of course that player is gonna get in trouble because that's a violation of rules. But Normally, those things don't get out because those are handled on a private one-on-one basis. And like I said, it's a part of college football now, especially in the South. It's not going anywhere.
2: But wasn't the point of NIL to stop that type of thing from happening?
0: I mean, yes. But also, there are being changes made to the NIL to get boosters out of it to ensure that, like I said, the main rule of NIL to make sure that these players are not enticed to go to the school so they're taking trying to take boosters out of it in terms of giving nil deals to kids which we all know if a booster is giving out an nil deal it's like hey come to my school and get paid to wrap this episode up we got to talk about the Grizzlies, man unfortunately hometown team lost in six to golden state man without john Morant. but we'll take it bro because look at the grizzly season finished 56 and 26 tied for the best record in franchise history, finished as the second-best team in the NBA. And I think this Grizzlies team has a lot to look forward to in the near future. So, first of all, I just want to wrap this season up. Did you guys feel like the Grizzlies met expectations, see the expectations, or uh, fell below expectations this season?
2: I think I will go with met expectations, you know, then to the – they did the Final Four. But maybe to the second round of the playoffs, I'm sure we haven't done that more than – five or six times in our franchise history. Um we established uh, you know a young superstar, a young generational talent in ja. Um we seem to have kinda turned a corner with Jared in terms of um him not failing as much, being able to be productive in big moments. Um Bang took a big jump. The only thing that I think we have to talk about in terms of a negative of recently is uh, the player Dylan Brooks. Um, always been a, a kind of a high temperament guy, talking about attitude, things like that. But um thinking about what he looked like last year versus Utah and what he looked like this year. Um I've never been the D- biggest Dylan Brook fan. I've always felt like we could get a it, it wouldn't be that hard to replace a guy that plays a little bit of defense and takes a lot of bad shots. But you know, last year I was a lot very quiet because he he looked like the all-star level player. He looked like what Bain looked like versus Minnesota last year, but um I ain't gonna lie, man. Like he was horrible. Like I don't want to say that's the reason we lost because I think the reason we lost because Jaw got hurt, but I, Dylan Brooks can get a fair share of blame.
0: Oh, like yeah. I said, he took some horrendous shots, bro. Game yeah, four. It's it,
2: it, it, it not like a thing to where this is first time seeing like that. This is a character trait of him. That's no, That's the one big thing that we got to look like and be like, we got to do something about this. Besides yeah. Tyson and Kyle, I guess.
0: Uh, for me, I think the Grizzlies exceeded expectations this year because if you take a step back and you look at it on the timeline, we just had a top three pick two years ago, two, three years ago, and you're second best team in the NBA record-wise. You make it to the second round of the playoffs, lose your star player, and you still take the series to six games, and you have two blowout victories in that series. The Grizzlies are way ahead of schedule. They've got their core together. Now I think it's just time for them to build on that going into the future. And you bring up Dylan Brooks, he's due for an extension this offseason. We'll see how that goes or if they decide to move him on an expiring deal. But you know what I'm saying? I think the Grizzlies got a lot of decisions to make. And I think this summer is going to be a very crucial one for the Grizzlies in terms of where the franchise goes in the next 10, 15 years.
1: Hmm. I'm going to say that they met expectations. Because, uh, like you said, just three years ago, they had a top three pick. So the first year, they uh, just missed the play-in. Uh, just missed the play-in. The next year, they made the play-in having to win two games. They did
2: that. in the seed.
1: Yeah, and got got to the first round uh, the net, uh, that season. Then this season, they got to the second round. So you want to keep getting better, and that's what they're doing. Now, going into this next season, that's where it gets kind of tricky, bro. Dylan Brooks, oh, my goodness. I like Dylan Brooks. I'm not even gonna lie to you. How old is he 25? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's still young and he can get even better. His jumps, he got like one of the ugliest jumpers in it. <laughs> like
0: he's throwing
1: a shot put or something. Bro. I don't know. one hand
2: Between him and Jerry, we got some nasty jumpers on our team.
1: Yeah, bro. But like every every team has that one player. It's just like, bro, I hate him so much. But then sometimes he makes a good play here and there. And makes it makes okay. We might keep him. Well, who? The Celtics got Marcus Smart, bro. That's. The the Nuggets got Will Barton. Like, right? come
2: on! No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me stop you there. No, no, no. You cannot make that comparison, bro. You cannot. Why uh, not? They the
1: same Because thing. Marcus Smart two years ago is exactly what Dylan Brooks is. No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, like a lot. Marcus Smart.
0: That's why they want to invest in him. That's why they brought in. The like a Marcus, Kimber, bro.
2: Marcus Smart can't scores with a Dylan Brooks. First of all, but it's who so who Dylan Brooks. Mar- Marcus Smart know
0: his role better than Dylan Brooks. Who would
2: you rather was, Marcus Smart. Yes! Y'all think think Dylan Brooks is like... If I asked you this two years ago, who would you say? Marcus, I like Marcus Smart coming out of Oklahoma State, though. I told you, Nick, once he ran in the crowd and jumped on on the old white man, I was like, this is my type of guy. This is the (laughs) attitude that I like to bring to the league. But, like, is Dylan Brooks really that good of a defender? Like is, is that what we this Yes, like, he, I mean, is. he, he is. is. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: he was giving Steph the blues. So I ain't even gonna lie to you. Yeah. It, it, okay, is
2: he a good defender or does he bother Steph a lot because size? He bothered
0: is... Donovan Mitchell a lot because in the in the Jazz series last season, um, Donovan was kind
1: of murdered. I was about to say he, he was I remember, fouling I remember, out. He was fouling out. I
2: remember yeah. Spider getting getting popping his ish on us. When
1: Jaron was like, doing that. in the Timberwolves series, that's that's what uh, he was doing. But at least he was giving us points before he fouled out.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because he was he was our leading scorer last in the playoffs.
2: I was about to say, like, I think, honestly, the biggest is what we do with Tyus and Kyle because I think it's clear to say that those guys were building in the playoffs, the Dylan Brooks, and they both kind of feel a bigger need than Dylan Brooks in terms of backup point guard and kind of amoeba mobile piece in the 3-4 that Kyle does. But, like, that's what I say, like, with Dylan, like, can we not find another guy either in the draft or fantasy or some, a trade that plays a little bit of defense and can shoot, take Billy Bad shots. Like
0: I, I think it's hard, bro, because for one, crazy, crazy stat: the Grizzlies haven't acquired anybody in free agency since 2019 when we when signed that Tyus. When oh, Tyus Jones was our last free agent signing. Bro. So normally it's hard for us to get guys to Memphis just because it is Memphis. But now that we have a superstar, now that we're one of the, I would say, one of the better teams in the league. Hopefully those free agents start rolling in, and start having interest in Memphis without just us having interest in them. You get what I'm saying? Right. So hopefully those things start to change. And talking about Tyus some more, man, it's gonna be hard to bring him back. It's gonna be really hard.
2: Was he, he get on the open market ten million a year?
0: I think he gets above 15. that. He's gonna get in that fifteen. 15? Fifteen?
2: Brand. Yes. Bro, Tyus Jones. He, he
0: led the league back to back years in a forty
1: for sixty for Tyus Jones. Who would you rather have, Tyus Jones or Russell Westbrook?
0: Tyus Jones. Mm, bro, nah. he's a 4 And then if you look at the games he started, bro, look <laughs> at the games he started. Every game he started, he going for eighteen to twenty-four, bro. Twenty-one and seven. It, you starter. said above 10 Twenty-one million. and seven as a starter, thank you. Twenty-one and seven as a starter, bro. That's What's elite what? numbers. That's elite.
2: Is he going to start for whoever he signs to? That's my yes.
0: I, I think I think he's ready for a starting role. And, however, I think our best chance of keeping him here is as he buys into the culture. You know I mean? okay. that's our best chance of keeping him here because he's gonna Go have ahead. a high price point, and I'm not going to be sure if we're going to be willing to dish out 15 to 18 million for mean, just like, it. Just
1: like just looking out big picture, like what other team could really just give him that money?
0: There are always the sorry to teams that are gonna blow a bag, the like, magic. Yeah. The
1: Kings. Yeah, you right exactly. I mean, the, but the Magic have, like, three guards. Like, you rather have Tyus Jones and Cole Anthony. I mean, it's like, yes, but it's then again, it's like. Well, yeah, do he doesn't fit
0: do the timeline. Right. Do
1: you trade that contract? You probably yeah. got to
0: trade. Do I mean, to be, trade. Be, that's what I was about to say. Like, I think the best case for scenario for us and Tyus this offseason is if we keep them, we keep him and sign him to, like, a. Not that big level money, but, like, he kind of, like, messes with us. You know what I'm saying? Throws us us a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Uh exactly. Or, unfortunately, I think we will have to do this and have to move on from Tyus. I think a sign and trade is our best option, bro, because – He's
2: signing trading backup point guard in the NBA now, bro? What is going on? Here
1: we are. Billy Woods, Tyus Jones, and our two draft picks for Zach Levine. They going to leave. All right, Zach Levine's going to leave, bro. Chicago, like, you know, wouldn't, Chicago. Chicago,
2: wouldn't, Chicago wouldn't take that, though. Yes,
0: That's would. like a double signing trade. I ain't never seen that one.
2: Yes, they would. Okay, before we exit out, y'all got to tell me what Dylan Brooks is going to do. or What's going to happen with him? What are we going to do
0: with him? I mean, he's not a free agent. He's just doing He's expiring, winning. though. No, next year will be his last year. So we can extend him this year to where we're not up at the deadline at the end of next mm-hmm. year. So would it's Dylan Brooks it? and Brandon Clark on expiring deals next year. So they are both eligible for extensions. I
1: would, I would, ooh, who would you rather bring back? If you I would him? rather
0: bring back Brandon Clark. I would rather extend him now because, especially the way he played uh, this postseason, he's going to be a Raptor if we let him walk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's
2: crazy. You, you put the right fit on him, too. No cap. Oh, God. He, so, he with Bounce.
0: I think we got to lock Brandon Clark up now. And I think Dylan Brooks, I think we make him play a prove here. Like, prove to us you fit this team. We need you. And then would, we'll. Would you
1: even ext- offer an extension
0: or no? I'll, I wouldn't offer one, not yet. I would, like, bring him in and have the discussion and be like, hey, like, this is what we want to do with you because, we, honestly, as a franchise, we don't know. You look at the shots he's taking, it doesn't fit the team. You know what I'm saying? You look at guys like Josh, Stephen Adams, Jaron Jackson, you understand the, who the Grizzlies want to be as a team. Then you see Dylan Brooks and you're like, how does he fit into that?
1: I can see him getting, like, a two-year 30 mil. I Ain't gonna lie, if you don't
2: offer him an extension, he's not gonna sign in the offseason. That's how these guys are nowadays. I mean, yeah, they want they want they they want some they want Bro.
0: security. Bro. He's he's not a. I'm sorry, he's not in the big three anymore.
1: No, I'm just right, I'm right now. A
0: Jog, Triple J, and Bang. Those are your core three. That's who you, you care still about. You got to pay Jada. You still got to pay Bang. Exactly. I'm not saying
2: that you're wrong. I'm just saying if you don't at least try to offer him an extension, you might as well. I think you might as well just tell him to go because.
1: What's your opinion on Jaren Jackson, bro? Don't ask me that
2: bullshit. He's
0: Sorry. here to stay.
1: Will Will he be an All Star?
0: Yes. He needs to be. He will be. Will he no. be? Yes. No. 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 Yes.
2: I, you know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. Y'all might be mad at this. I don't want am playing like a daddy, but we might have just seen Jaren Jackson's peak. No cap.
0: This is you know, crazy. We yeah. might have just yeah. no. Jan- we what we just saw was we just saw Jaren Jackson put the pieces together. So, we just saw you him. Think so. You think so? I know what so. What
2: happens if he never gets any better than this? What if he never averages more than seven rebounds a game or I mean, less than four bro. fouls a game,
0: bro? He's learning. He's this is you still gotta look at it, bro. This is his fourth year in the league. This 22. is his fourth. Yeah, this is his fourth year in the league. He's twenty-two, and now he's understanding how to be aggressive, how to find his spots, and more importantly, he's learning how to take advantage of mismatches and put the ball on the floor.
2: He does that at a high mm-hmm. level. though. I don't think he's gonna improve much more in that area, honestly. Yes, he, he is. At seven foot, net, he He's already. He's already what? He's already putting together pretty elite. Not elite, well. He's putting together elite on the floor. I don't think exactly. he has.
0: So to... if you're saying he's elite, doing all this elite stuff, why won't he be an all-star?
2: Because I mean, what? first of all, he can't rebound, and he fouls too
0: much. Like, no, rebounding, okay, cool. He doesn't have to be in the paint. That's the thing. You got Steven Adams forward. But there's
2: still a requisite. And we're talking about him playing the five, he's gonna have to be a tougher in rebound in the future. Okay. And right now, future. like but right now, guy... we're not
0: asking that of him. So, so you're we...
2: okay with your starting power forward having five rebounds?
0: You can't put you can't put that stigma on him when the the system was built around to where he doesn't I have gonna lie. I mean if if... he's
1: the first team on defense though, bro.
0: Exactly. This is bro. true.
1: But if you're seven feet
2: tall, you need to be able to get that was Marcus all problem, really
0: crazy. Right, and if think you're
2: seven... time out.
0: Timeout. Think about how teams in the NBA play. How many teams play a true in the paint for? Jaren Jackson isn't sitting in the paint to grab rebounds all game. True. So stop looking at the stats. I like cried. Crowder gave four rebounds. Exactly. And he gave four. Exactly, bro.
2: When you okay. Go, Jay Crowder is what? 6'5? Jaren Jackson is what? Seven freaking fucking okay. feet tall. And <laughs> when you
0: play the Phoenix Suns, guess what? Jaren Jackson is on defense in the corner guard and Jay Crowder.
2: Bro. I respect you, Nick. I love you. You know this, but any way you cut it, Jaren Jackson didn't get more than six, five, six rebounds a game. I don't care. I don't care. He get crash the board four times on offensive on missed threes and get four Bro, rebounds.
0: He doesn't have to be a rebounder to be a good basketball player or to all-star. be an all star, rebounder. No, you don't. When you average, he's not making the all star with six, the, seven the, rebounds. The key stats for Jaren Jackson next year, in order to make be an all star or in the future of his career, is going to be points and blocks. Yeah, 3. That's two- who Jaron Jackson is.
1: Okay, let, let, let me ask you all this. Other than the big three, Jaron, Bain, and Jaw, name three more players that's on the Grizzlies roster right now that you would want, that you could see being on a championship team for the Grizzlies.
0: I, I got you right now. Steven oh. Adams, yeah. Tyus Jones, and I think, like, this is why I think Dylan Brooks is expendable, but Zaire Williams.
2: He mm, took one of mine.
0: I think those three out. is all you need. I'll say
2: Zyra Williams, John Conn, Charles Zaire Zyra Williams, uh, De'Anthony Melton, and um, man, who am I?
1: De'Anthony Melton?
2: When he – I ain't going to lie. If he ever gets it right in the playoffs, yeah, because he does a lot of what Dylan does. Damn, um, that's a good question. Right. Tillman, because Tillman can do what Kevon Lute can do. He ain't going to get played off the floor.
0: Tillman? Tillman can beat Kevon Oh, God, that's bad count.
2: I mean, you said outside of the big three. Who else yeah. like Brandon Clark not Brandon part of the, Clark big the big three. But think about how he was getting DNPCDs.
0: Yeah. the regular season. I, I mean,
1: I, I would take BC over to me right Taylor, now. Taylor Jenkins, you think he going to be the, the, the championship coach for the Grizzlies?
0: Yes. I think Taylor Jenkins is one of the best coaches in the NBA, no cap. It is, just from is, a game plan standpoint.
1: level for sure.
0: He is because, you know, he still got to earn his stripes. But you can see him. Like, bro, he just went toe-to-toe with Steve Curry, bro. He
1: kind of sucks, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now to wrap this Grizzlies segment up, man, I got to ask y'all, what does this Grizzlies team need, whether it be players, coaches, uh, strategies, whatever, in order to push them to that next level and maybe even make them a championship caliber team?
2: Mm, for me, I want to still out there what you said. They, when they got banged was a big help, but we need another sharpshooter. You know, Ja's not a guy that spaces the floor. Jaren is a guy that we just talked about. He spaces the floor, but for my money, I would like to take just a few, a couple, a few, just a few, a couple, three, sir. You don't got to take all the 30 footers that you see with your goddamn push shot from the boobs. But um, I would just like to see him take a list three. So I just feel like, you know, we need another wing that can shoot, just open the floor for Ja to give more spaces for Jaren, for Stephen Adams to open up the floor a little bit because that's the name of the game now. The Warriors just beat him with what? Jordan Poole. Great three point shooter, Clay Tom- I, mean, I don't got to run to the list, but that's how that's what the, that's what King that is what is King in the NBA right now is shot making three point shooting. So that De- Desmond Bain taking a huge jump really helped us. But even if Dylan Brooks had did what he did last year where Utah, talk, talking about you know if Dylan Brooks had went from completely horrible to thirty five percent for three, I feel like we could have won that series even with Job being hurt. So I just feel like we need like one more knockdown shooter that can play a little bit of defense to uh, mm-hmm. either replace Dylan Brooks or just to get the team another a, a dimension.
1: I like that answer because uh, just like we Dylan bricks, the replacement is already on the team, bro. That's Zion Williams. But with the big man, I uh, I think we need a, another big man. One guy that's like not food when we switch. Just like that's that's why we had to take out Stephen Adams in the Minnesota, uh, in the Minnesota series. So one guy that comes to mind, JaVel McGee, to be a big guy that's gonna get you boards, still play solid defense. He's a rim protector, or another guy. He's up in New York, and that's Mitchell Robinson. Just like you need a big man that's going to get you boards, and whenever you switch, you don't have to worry about uh, having to switch and uh, the guy blowing past you in an ISO. I think those are two big guys. If we just had a big man, like just like when Stephen Adams missed the first two games because of COVID, if we could have had another guy that could have came in, gave you that type of production that Stephen Adams gives you, like an Andre Drummond, who I'm sure we could get for a lesser deal, somebody like that, just a big man that's serviceable. Or yeah. uh, the Pelicans got two of them. You know? well, we already have Valanciunas, but Jackson, A, hey, somebody like that yeah. that could just protect the paint. So I'm gonna go with a big man. Aiden of being played off the floor,
2: being played off the floor in the playoffs. Like, I don't know, like, like well, you talk about big man, like you talk about JaVel McGee. Like I don't like I feel like it's just so damn like specific. We had to find a big guy, like you said, a
1: big guy. A rebounding got- man. The, did we not get killed by the Warriors and rebounds?
0: Yeah. But they had a lot of long, ugly rebounds, too. Yeah, because they shoot like, so
1: many threes. But when Steven Adams came in, it feel like it all just shifted, though. So, like, just having an extra big man.
0: Yeah, I understand that point, bro. I, I think both of y'all brought up some really good points in terms of what the Grizzlies need. But for me, I think I'm going to side more with Josh and a shooter. But this goes more to my point of the Grizzlies need a better half-court offense, point-blank period. Because a lot of times, bro, we get in those half-court sets and we just can't score the ball because the pace slows down, the paint gets collapsed, and it's harder for us to find shots. So I think if we add another shooter or find a way to hit threes, if y'all have been watching, you know the Mavs are in the Western Conference Finals right now by playing 5 out AAU basketball. Man. And it's working. It hasn't worked against the Warriors so far. Maxi Kleber
2: going crazy. It's working. Yeah.
0: So I think the what the Grizzlies need to do is add another shooter, add another Swiss Army knife kind of player. They need that Warriors Harrison Barnes, Andrew Williams type player. I think to really bring the team together and take them to that next level. Yeah,
2: which Zaire can come into. But I, yeah. even if Zaire does become, I think you know somebody, you know somebody like Melt, you know who struggles in the playoffs for us. If he ever you know gets some, some consistency in the playoffs, becomes a little bit of a knockdown shooter. He's an okay shooter, but we need a guy that.
0: I we like need a shooter ground. with size, though. Let me be specific. We need a shooter with size.
2: Why? You, why? You, let me. Ask why you say that? Why? Why? Because like we, we have like we six, have six, six two,
0: We have too many guards. We need. Mm. We need. We need that three slash four shooter, like PJ. OG Tucker, Ananobi. Reggie Bullock, OG and like that kind of body right. type.
1: How, about, me, how much you think Andrew Wiggins is gonna be on the market this offseason? season? gonna get a bag. I was about to say all star starter.
0: He's not gonna get a max, but he's gonna get a bag for sure. I
2: wouldn't
1: two, without a
0: max. All right, Jared's contract. Yeah, probably like close to the max, but not the max, you I know. Mean, what I'm the
1: warriors saying? can't give him that, bro.
0: Exactly. So he, he gonna have to go somewhere. He gonna be in Toronto, at- too. All
1: uh, right. Well, speaking of know these things, y'all ready for my game, ball?
0: Yeah, right. I'm gonna
1: uh go with the uh, most popular team and the most popular sport in the world, bro. That's Manchester City in the Premier League soccer. Y'all sleep, bro. Hey, I don't I don't even watch soccer, I can't even catch to you, but I woke up this morning. There was nothing on TV. I was like, let me turn on this game. All they had to do was win the game. So if you win, you get 3 points. If you uh tie, you get 2 points. And if you lose, you get 1 point. It's a point system. Yeah. So this is the championship Sunday. All they had to do was win their game. They was down 2 to 0 in the 75th minute. Now y'all know so it's hard to score a soccer, bro. So yeah, true. Sure it would be like 2 to 1, 1 to 0. They was down 2 to 0 in the 75th minute. You know it goes to 90 minutes. 90, yeah. So Seventy fifth
2: minute, they down two to zero. Eighty second
1: minute, they up three to two. Mm. This, and that's the dub. It won the Premier League championship. Shout out to them. You um, sat down and watched this game. I I, I turned I, like I said, I turned it on. It was two to zero in the seventy fifth minute. I feel like I was the good luck charm. I was about to say. So how <laughs> would it, how would three goals score in eleven minutes? Like it was wasn't it, even eleven. It was it was uh seven minutes. It was like literally so. they scored. You know, they set it back up. That takes like a minute. Ah, uh, that's true. like two minutes, and then they set it back up and scored again in like four minutes. It was crazy. Sound nice. like a Tim Donahue situation going on. But keep, what's your game ball, Nick?
0: Yeah, for my game ball, bro, got to give it to the Chargers media team, bro, that they're a W media team. Their schedule release was hard, the whole anime thing. And then they did a thread on Twitter, bro. Our opponents as Pop-Tarts, bro. They said Kyler Murray was the mini strawberry Pop-Tarts that made my day, bro. The Chargers media team, they, they're a W team, bro. Wow! I didn't know we had a
2: silly theme today. I feel, I feel like I can scroll Twitter, uh, social media long enough for to find a silly theme. I thought we was doing actual players. Shout out to the girl. Um, I've been seeing Instagram with the no tooth. You feel what I'm saying? You you ain't got a tooth, but you got a bag, baby. You feel what I'm saying? She's blowing up right now. But um, for me, I gave it to actual player. Game ball, give it to actual player. But my co-host don't think the same. I gotta give it to Jalen Brunson, man. Honestly. Oh. Between in the playoffs, I know I don't even look at the stats. I know he's probably averaging over twenty. I know he's shooting at least probably thirty-five percent from three, and um, that's a problem. You know, you look at a guy like Jenna Brunson, second round. Well, first of all, very high pedigree, elite AAU player, played against him, elite college, play, elite high school player, McDonald's All-American, elite college player, two-time All-American, national championship at Villanova. So like he was, he's been good at every level of basketball, but people didn't think he could be good in the NBA you know, small, undersized, it wasn't the best shooter, not the most shifty, whatever. But um, he found a, uh, found a way to make it work, you know, being Lucas trusty number two. Um, you know, he's given, he, he, play, he gave Utah, and he's giving the Warriors a lot of problems in this series. So if uh, Dallas does come back from 2 Jalen Brunson will be a big part of it. I would be very interested to see how much money he makes whenever he's up for a
1: contract extension or a new contract. Bro, I'm a- I feel like I've asked you guys this off off camera, bro. Who's uh, Jalen Bronson's player comparison? Yeah,
2: you asked. You said something else. Jalen Bronson's player comparison? His, his own. Hakeem
0: Olajuwon. <laughs>
2: Put the what do you say? Stay off the lead. Oh, Play like Luka <laughs> His feet work and shot making is impeccable, bro. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that come to mind, bro. Oh, they don't I, have to... I, I, I asked it on Twitter. Somebody said Brandon Roy.
0: Ew, he's not explosive.
2: <laughs> I was about to say no. I mean, he's. He's
0: not explosive. He, he's a back to the basket, well, not a back you, to the basket. You have, a, a you post have operating a, point guard.
2: You have admonished all the picks before. I have not heard you contribute, not a one comparison, Mr. Hayes. So until you do, I said
0: Hakeem one because the way he be spin, reverse, spin, fake. Let me get this up.
2: Luca
0: It It is Luca in a way, but <laughs> it's a whole lot of spinning, and reversing, and fake. Can you be
2: serious, sir? Can you be serious for second? Give a second?
0: I'm trying to think of like bigger guards, but uh. I can, Honestly, bro, Andre Miller. Now Andre, Andre Miller would have shot. Andre Miller he's, would have he's shot. He's
2: scoring way better than Andre Miller, though. Man, I would be like dying Jamal Crawford, bro. bro
0: that's terrible.
2: And Andre Miller's a lot better. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a he's a very unique player. I'll say that for sure. Like Nick said, so he is a 6'1 dude. That Actually, Darren Williams. Not at <laughs> his peak. But like next, Darren Williams towards the end, Dylan Brooks can do that. For sure. next, next, Darren Williams, Dylan Brooks can do that. Put up twenty hey, he points. Better, on... He
1: better than next, Darren Williams, bro.
2: Nick doesn't, Nick, Nick doesn't think so. I can tell in his face he don't think so.
1: I never was a Darren Williams fan.
2: I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. Darren, I thought Darren Williams was better than Chris Paul when he was in his prom. Oh, definitely. You, you
0: know. You Darren Williams. Yeah.
1: I hate Chris Paul, bro.
2: My mean, but Chris Paul been at least, and then everybody like, oh, that argument doesn't make sense anymore. But guess what, though? Guess what, though? When it's crunch time, Chris Paul going what? Old. So hey, I don't know. Like maybe Derrick Williams was better than Chris Paul ultimately.
0: Yeah. And so that's another episode. Of no cap, sports man. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, do all of that, man. And we're gonna be back at y'all next week, man. So make sure y'all stay locked in before I tweak out. And just like that, we out of here.
2: Don't let them tweak out, y'all.